Hi, this is Rhonda Smith, and you're listening to Awaken Nation with Brad Zollis. A huge shift is taking place on planet Earth. People seem to be waking up. Tired of the way things used to be, they are creating something brand new and changing the world we live in. My name is Brad Zollis, and I get to sit down with the next generation of idea makers, the disruptors, and the game changers. Everyday people, just like you and me, from all over, who are doing amazing things. Welcome to Awakened Nation. I have a guest on today, and you know how things go on this show. Uh, we have unusual guests that are uh, rocking it, helping out spiritually, healing, things like this. Uh, Rhonda Smith is in the green room. How you doing, Rhonda? So good to be here with you today. I'm doing very well. How about you? <laughs> very good. Um, I, I wanted to get you on the show because yeah, you're talking about the expanded human and plant medicine and uh, you know your new book's coming out. And, and I, we had to get you on the show because it's a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, and to be part of your your community and to be able to like tap in and learn from you, it's been really fun since we've connected. So thanks oh, for thank having you. me. Thank you. Well, let's dig in. Uh, I'm going to talk about uh, you know the work you do is in, in really intense, and it's something called the whole method leaders, the whole method leaders, quiet the noise, blaze your own trail, and expand into your true potential. Now, let me ask you this. Everything you are seeking has been patiently waiting for you to find it. Do you believe that? Huh? Satisfaction and fulfillment are not destinations on a map. They can only be found by going within. The whole method guides you into the deepest recesses of yourself, lighting the way for you to remember who you really are. This book is for the leader who knows deep down inside there is a different way. Becoming whole means diverging from pathways others have tread before you, reconnecting with your internal compass, and blazing your own uniquely magnificent trail. Rhonda, we got to talk more about this. This is for the leader of today. Am I right? It is for the leader of today. And I think everybody is so like gorged and just like full of personal development, and everyone's still <laughs> looking for the next thing that's going to make them figure it out or connect into that side. And like, it's not out there, folks. It's inside. I want to know. Oh, right. So let's dig in. I want to welcome you to the show officially. Uh, you were raised in uh, picturesque Northern California. Uh, and uh, you traveled between San Francisco and the Sierra Nevada mountains. And uh, you, uh, you like, uh, you have a wiener dog. Is that right? <laughs> Doc. Dachshund, sailor love, sailor love. Yes. Talk about that. How did you come to do this work? Mm, a really, really hard life led me into this work. So, you know, um, I had a lot of trauma in the womb and, mm -hmm. um, you know, it took me, you know, 40 years to figure out that a lot of the stuff that I was experiencing happened there, but had brutal anxiety as a kid, um, depression, but there really no, there were no words for it then. Right. You know, they were looking for physical ailments and super emotional and just really traumatic um, childhood. And it really, I didn't understand that like depression and anxiety were built into my design until a few years ago. But um, this led me to not know how to deal with my emotions and not know how to soothe. So, you know, consumerism and all like the matrix just grabbed me right. and really took me into this like 
you know, I, I was, I've been addicted. I don't believe in addiction. So we'll talk about that too. But like, um, yeah. I have, I have severe addictive tendencies because I didn't know how to deal with like what I had going on inside. So Starbucks muffins, men, meth, everything you can think of on the planet, tried to kill myself twice. And then finally, right. yeah, finally had this like divine moment kind of woke me up and, and then I found my way into plant medicine, which really made me learn how to sit in my shit and listen to the deepness inside and learning that I grow into my higher self through, through depression. Wow. You know, anybody who talks about raising vibration, spirituality, um, even getting into their emotion, uh, emotional intelligence work, um, they all have this story of going through hell uh, walking this path, even myself, when I first came out to uh, Las Vegas, I, I did a uh, sat in a peyote ceremony. And it's amazing how many people think, oh, you're doing drugs or whatever. No, uh, it was like 20 years of therapy in one day. And I'm a guy who embraces the shit. I always have. And uh, it's just incredible how we got away for so many centuries avoiding it, avoiding that emotional trauma, avoiding all this. Uh, and I come from... Um, I can't say a long line, but I was surrounded by alcoholics uh, as a kid. I never became one. I don't, I don't know how. Uh, and and so the work that you're doing, I'm just, I'm so impressed that you came out of, through the darkness. Uh, let's, let's just say that. Through the darkness, you figured out your light. Right. Well, and, and I know the dark. Like, I'm comfortable in the dark, and I have no problem holding the light for others while they move through their dark, Right. <laughs> yeah. And that's really, I mean, I just, I hold a flashlight. That's, I'm a coach and that's, that's essentially what I'm doing. Like I'm walking each step with them through, through the shadow and it's, that's, it's our teacher. It's our learning and like resisting it. And, <clears throat> you know, I, I always talk about Tony Robbins and I talk about like all personal development, but like the new age movement is destroying us. It's the plague of the planet because okay. it really is distracting us and de deterring us from like going into our emotions and learning how to be with them and listen to them rather than just bypass and everybody just wants to be happy and abundant. I hate that, that word. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my ex-wife is from Haiti. And uh, the first thing she pointed out to me was uh, Americans always think you have to be happy all the time. And if you're not happy, you should be on a drug. And she says, that's just crazy. No, uh, nowhere else in the world do they think like that. And uh, yeah, a lot. Uh, you know, you, you say this in your bio, um, you believe that when we embrace the darkest parts of ourselves, we learn the lessons that lead to remembering and living our deepest truth. Um, let's talk about that because you, you've touched on your journey, uh, but what do you, what do you, you know, let's, whether it's karma, reincarnation or whatever, it's almost like we have a curriculum that's set up to make us wake up. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what happened to you. Yeah, you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, I mean, I remember dreaming as a kid, just having like gifts, powers, whatever. Like I could kind of see dimensionally through, through just like the forest. And <clears throat> I have one eye that focuses higher than the other. I was in like a swing set accident when I was a kid, and like one eye focuses just a little bit higher than the other, and. Um, I actually believe that was kind of in me to kind of be able to see through things. And I kept trying to explain it to my mom and she was like, you know, like, no, that's not really happening. You know what yeah. parents, what parents do. But, um, I, I had all these dreams. I'm a big dreamer and uh, I had all these dreams growing up. Um, I believe that we learn just as much in our dream time as we do as our awake time when our filters are clean and our crystal is clean and we're actually 
able to, like I had to actually shut my dream time off because I didn't feel like I was getting any rest. But I went into ayahuasca. It was probably, I don't know, like my third or fourth ceremony. And the medicine started showing me all these dreams. And she's like, do you remember this dream? And there was this one dream. It was like these rainbow tiki people in this circle and everyone had a color and two would pop up and share information and then they would go down and then rotate and two more would pop up. And I was, she's like, do you remember this dream? And I'm like, yeah, I totally remember that dream. She's like, I gave you that dream when you were a child. And it's funny because like that's the expanded human, which if you look at our, our logo, it's, you know, it's the rainbow and it's about being right. human, but it's all like, it was all shown to me and I'm connecting into more into 5d a lot more in the last, I don't know, nine months. And it happens like when I'm in the shower, it happens like, and I'll, you know, it's like severe deja vu. Right. And I'm like, oh yeah, I've been here before. I almost feel like we've already dreamt this lifetime or lived it and now we're dreaming it again. So yeah, so <clears throat> this work is fascinating to me because when we learn how to sit with the discomfort and we're not afraid of things and like we, we deal with our stuff, like we get access. And like, that's really the pure potential that my book is talking about. Like, stop following everyone else. You know, this whole movement with Greta, which I didn't really want to bring up on your show today, but it's so <laughs> fascinating because like everybody's now on the bandwagon and I have a right. lot of feelings about what's actually happening. But um, it's like, think for yourself, where were you, you know, when Fukushima was happening? Like, I mean, it is still happening, but like, where, like, where are people? And I, I know where they are. They're wrapped up in soda and drinking and stuff and shopping and TV. Yeah. Yeah. I had a dream one night and uh, I believe dreams are our higher self and, and our God or the universe, whatever you believe, uh, trying to communicate to us on that higher vibratory level. And as I'm asleep one night, uh, I saw these giant black towers all over the place let's call it the astral plane and they were sending out a pulse wave of fear to keep people in fear so they couldn't wake up and they couldn't see and i want everybody you know a lot of people may feel like this is spiritual mumbo jumbo let me tell you something the top billionaires in the world are going <laughs> to people like Rhonda to get the real deal to get healings to get stuff done and i can tell you this firsthand because they come to my seminars and uh, they work with me, they ask me stuff. And the deep, deep work they're doing, they're not talking about it in the public eye, but they're doing great work. Like, do you think Richard Branson sits around and just talks executive stuff? No, he's doing the work. That way he can be this nurturing, kind leader. And I see, to get back to what you were talking about, this is interesting. Over the last three months, four months, we've gone from, they discovered a sex cult in Hollywood, that has schools all over the world, okay? Jeffrey Epstein was not only arrested uh, and was about to expose the largest global pedophile ring in the world uh, and then gets killed and everybody's I like, I don't even think he's killed. I don't know. Whoopsie do. Yeah. yeah. I think they just moved him. And made they probably did. Bad, right? Somebody said he was a CIA, you know, operative, whatever. Uh, and now we're, we're going to die if we don't get the world leaders together. And here's... I wanted to do a TED talk about this because everybody's running around like Henny Penny. The sky's falling now. And nobody's talking about the corporations that are actually dumping the millions of gallons of chemicals in the, into the water. 5G. The rockets taking off and putting out more carcinogenic uh, you know, chemicals into the, into the air than LA's uh, traffic for an entire year. Uh, 5G network. 
which we don't need. It makes absolutely no sense. The spring that's taking off, um, and they never mention uh, Monsanto in all those lawsuits on Roundup. They, they purposely do this. So the information you're not receiving, ladies and gentlemen, is actually what's going to kill you. <laughs> so pay attention. <laughs> you need to, need to sit down and go within and figure out the truth, really. Yeah, and like chlorella and spirulina should be in everyone's diet. It's an algae, right? Like, and it's just keeping ourselves as clean as we can. And like, yeah, our gut is everything. And if you're feeding yourself crap and, you know, and don't get me wrong, I'm not perfect in this, but like anytime yeah. I eat sugar, and that's even fruit for me. And like, there's a lot of people who won't agree. I'm not embodied. I am not. Right. And we may have a different opinion about this, but I just wanted to share this. Um, I don't believe in being high frequency. I think that high frequency is when it's chaotic. And if you look at a, if you look at things that are high frequency, like I don't use Bluetooth headphones. I don't use so many things because of how it makes me feel. I can taste it exactly yeah. corded. Right. So I think it's really about becoming more low vibrational and like right. resonance. Right. And I have friends who are doing lots of math right now who said that we, the, the equation is different for Schumann's resonance, which is really interesting. But when I'm connected to the earth and I'm grounded and I'm in like that homeostasis state, I'm way better. So even the term of like being high vibrational to me is like an oxymoron because it's like taking us the wrong direction. And right. you know, like when I drink coffee, I made a second cup of coffee for myself this morning. And I was like, if I drink that, I'm going to be wild on his show and I'm going to feel <laughs> radical inside. And it's like being able to say no, but there's something right. in me that likes to feel chaos so it's like being really aware. It is like I'm totally and when my life is normal. Like that's a, it's not. It's boring. So let's talk about self sabotage. <laughs> yeah. You have refined it to know exactly when to stop drinking the coffee, and and I know it, and I always cross the line. Like I'll get a, a venti vanilla latte at Starbucks, and I'll ask for a double shot of espresso, and it's like bad bread. Bad. <laughs> but it's not even the caffeine. It's Starbucks coffee is horrible for us. It has yeah. terrible stuff in the coffee. Right? Like, and like I, I used to have like a $4,000 a year Starbucks habit. And like it was crazy when I started making my own and getting like really specific with organic coffee and all the things I make in it. And now there's adaptogens and mushrooms and all the goodies, right? Like yeah. it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny how far we can go when we, you know, like look at things. I mean, I make, I make lots of different things to well, be this is This is the world we live in. And we are being required to be more diligent because we're in a transitional phase, I believe, where we're crossing over from the old ways into the new ways. And this is a world of chaos right now because we don't know which way is going to be the norm. And there are those that are trying to take power and control by pretending to be your buddy and we're going to save the planet kind of stuff. And then there's the spiritual guides who are working you know high up with whatever aliens are which i don't even know if that's true or not but all i know is um sometimes when we're too high up vibrationally we aren't connecting to this world right. at all in any way shape or form um still got to pay the mortgage at the end of the day that's how yeah. i look at it yep that's great that's great that you were cleopatra in a past life but uh we know what are you doing that. here like yeah what are you doing yeah. now yeah yeah yeah, so, and Bernard Gunther, um, I'm plugging his work, but Bernard Gunther has been a great teacher. He has an amazing website called veilofreality.com and so many articles, so much research, a lot of like research on like Castaneda and just interesting people. Um, and he has some really, he's a, a webinar. It's like eight hours. It'll blow your mind. But right. I don't know if we're in, and this is kind of dark, but 
we are potentially in end times. I mean, I have my thoughts and I don't want to scare anybody, but like, it was like letting go of like, Oh, okay. Like we're energy. What happens after that? Like it's, it's the ultimate surrender in this process. Right. And they like, and then not be afraid anymore. Cause I was afraid for years. And now yeah. I think I'm to the point where I'm not going to lie. There's, there's still nights once in a great while where I'm like, Ugh. you know, this is, this is uh deep right now. Well, it, you can feel the vibrational energy. And remember, where there's uh, incredible darkness, there's also an equal amount of spiritual unfoldment. Right. You know, we're in the world of polarity. So that's going to happen. Uh, in this world, there's uh, anger and love and hatred and joy. You know, it's opposites. This is the world of opposites, duality. Um, let's talk about how do we get connected more to our inner selves? How do we go within? What do you recommend? Well, I mean, the first thing I look at when people come is like, what are their toothpaste and deodorants? So we look at, you know, getting real about what we put in our bodies and getting what we put on our bodies, especially as women, we, we put up to 600 chemicals a day on our body with makeup and hair stuff. And right. So like deciding nail polish and like how to use it and when to use it. And we have to be way more careful because our endocrine system, what we drink water out of plastic, you know, even BPA free has BPS in it, which is way worse for us. So glass or metal right wow if we're, we're going to be creating a product line called so pure you can eat it but food grade products for the skin because if it if you can't eat it it shouldn't go on your skin that is true yeah so what what we eat and what we wear is really a big part of it. our environment like you know our filters having vents cleaned all of those things are a big part of the, the beginning of tapping in and the more clear we get the crystal so then begin sitting in your shit yeah yeah, the pain. the pain and and you know I'm not a huge proponent of plant medicine. I'm not out there saying that everybody should do it. It's not no. for everybody, right? Like no, it's not. Or it's not. I believe if you have deep anxiety, I mean I have really bad anxiety, and it's not for everybody. But a mushroom is going to take you over the edge of what your brain will allow and bring you back. Ayahuasca is going to definitely take you over the edge of what you would allow and bring you back. And personally, I would never sit. At some of the bigger retreat places or you know fancy places in the jungle or places where you're sitting with 80 people we have a very intimate group in the ceremonies yeah. that i hold and we have an amazing medicine woman and we have a team of six people for 16 people and we're very careful we we go above and beyond to make sure that people are supported so integration right now is everything so if you do one plant medicine ceremony ever it's really about how you integrate it and the support you have their integration that matters I agree with that because um, I did. Um, I belong to the Onak Church out here, and during meditation practices, you could do um, Hapa and Sananga, mm -hmm. and uh, you know they put the tobacco drops in your eyes, which burns like crazy. And if you can survive that for five minutes, <laughs> you, love and yeah, yeah, then the, the Hapa pops you out of your body. And I remember doing this and I only did it because I wanted to get clarity on my own vision. And this was after peyote. But I noticed with peyote, um, it wouldn't let me go until I dealt with my last piece of the puzzle. And I began sobbing physically, just, uh, you know, letting it go. And God bless it, you know, all of it, because um, I've seen war-torn veterans who who have ptsd get healed through this i've seen uh women who were raped through their entire childhood just throw up everything the anxiety all this because you know anybody who 
if you read Carlos Castaneda, he makes it sound like peyote is like the coolest thing. Uh, it's not. You, you, you want to throw up for nine hours? That's how you feel for nine hours. Right. You're ready to throw up. It's not a fun experience, but it really um, it gets us out of our Western mind. It really does, and our pain and our trauma, and it makes us deal with it a little bit um, and heal it. Heal it almost instantly. You know, instead of actually sitting in a in a psychiatrist's chair or counselor's chair for twenty years, you work on it and you face it. Right. And I I just want to point this out. What you're doing is you're you're bringing up the warrior in a person. You're you're getting them to to face their demons, their inner demons. I mean, we saw it in Star Wars. He had to face himself. We see it in every great hero's story or Shiro's story. We see it. And, and the work you're doing, I just want to say, I, I take my hat off to you. This is powerful work, and, and it had to come through your journey. So thank you. That's powerful. Thank you very much. It's been a hell of a ride to get here. <laughs> <laughs> on a Harley across oh the desert. Yeah. Naked on the desert. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Naked on the desert. With yeah. everywhere. Um, yeah, no, it, I thank you. It's, it's um, you know, I, I can work with clients personally without doing plant medicine and the, the transition just doesn't shift in the mind and like to create, be able to create a shift of awareness, you know, we can work together with a therapist. You can work together for 10 years or you can do three ayahuasca ceremonies and like kind of get yeah. through. Right. So, but we have to be careful too, because you know, everybody's coming to me like, first of all, d don't ever do ayahuasca or plant medicine because you, it's on your bucket list. Like, and please yeah, don't recall don't, if it's on yeah. your bucket list and that's what you're yeah, talking about. Don't do that. No, I, I've been I've been holding off doing cambo, uh, yeah. and I and ayahuasca because I'm not ready right now. I'm just well, not and ready. Well, combo, and an hour, right? Like it's it's an hour. Yeah. It's not a psychedelic. It's a purgative. So you're gonna yeah. most likely poop and throw up. And like we always have a saying in plant medicine: don't trust a fart. Always bring a change of clothes. You know those things kind of happen. Yep. Yeah, and we we yeah. make it as fun. And with rape or sananga, I mean rape or hape. Hape is the the Brazilian way of saying it because they don't pronounce ours. Um, uh, yeah. It's I, I really started getting visions when I worked with that medicine, but it's um, it's got uh, mapacho in it, which is like one of the strongest tobaccos on the planet. So it's very addictive. Uh, we call it shaman's cocaine. So I had a severe uh, addiction going. Um, and sananga is like a plant, the tree that's milked for the drop. And yeah, yeah you, you can get to the point where you do it yourself. Like I love it when I serve a warrior man or medicine friend um, who will like get ready, have the combo on him. He's getting ready to get sick and then he'll serve himself. So I'm just like, that's insane. Well, some, you know, it's interesting. We're talking about this very casually because we've done it and, and you are a leader in this, a facilitator, but uh, I want people to understand something in the ceremonies. You're being watched diligently and you can feel like you're ready to throw up. And the people who are helping you, uh, they, they will pull off of you because sometimes they'll light sage or in the ceremony I was in, they, they use um, uh, raven or eagle feathers and they pull off any of the negative energy that's on you. So much of what's in our world uh, is caused by energies uh, that have decided to sit inside of us. And emotional energy can keep us stuck for you know, a half a century. Um, but we're incredibly blessed right now to go through this time period where these things are coming to the forefront. Knowledge of this is opening up again uh, because it's, in, it's needed. 
it's really it needed. Yeah, and if you understand a ceremonial piece, like if you're sitting in a sacred ceremony, there's ikoros, there's medicine songs that are sung, yeah. and they're very specific medicine that you're being delivered, whether it's Lakota, which is very specific, or it's you know ikoros from the jungle where there can be some variation. You'll see them come, the shaman will come through the room, which by the way, shaman is a Mongolian term for a medicine yep. person. Yeah, it's not actually, yeah, but we, that's how we refer to it. So a practitioner, you can say, comes through the room, blows mapacho, which is protective. You can, you can put mapacho, which you can order online in a bath and get yeah. into the bath and offer protection for yourself. But he or she will come through the room and blow the room out and use a shakapa, which is like a group of leaves and break up all the energy. And then she'll, she'll sing a bird song, you know, condor, raven, calling in all the birds to come and take the energy away spiritually. So right. there's so much, there's so much when you can like observe the medicine working and observe how like all the, the integral pieces of this whole piece, it's very beautiful and very sacred. Um, and and she yeah, the, in the right place. They take it very seriously in our Western mind. Like I met somebody who does cannabis ceremonies and now everybody's going, oh man, get high. No, the, if you're not using tobacco and, and cannabis in the proper medicine way that it's meant to be used, um, yeah, you're just a stoner because <laughs> it's, it's meant to heal. And if you right. don't know what that ceremony looks like, you can be a little flippant about it. But these are powerful, powerful tools uh, that are here on earth to help us. You know, I, I'm astounded at, at how so much is uh, an awakening has taken place with the cannabinoid and the, you know, cannabis uh, arena because our human body has a cannabinoid system. And because of our modern world and all this modern diet and processed foods, we've destroyed it. And it's the reason we can't handle stress right now because that whole system gives you everything that you need to stay in balance, you know, to keep lubricated, to keep your body um, calm and relaxed when in high stress situations. And there's only one plant on the planet that is aligned with our human cannabinoid system. Actually, we is... have mushroom receptors too. So oh, are, okay. Yeah. So yeah. we are programmed to be able to receive a mushroom medicine. And what I'm experiencing, because this, there's a spiritual element to all plants, like marijuana, cannabis, she has a spirit and she's changing just like ayahuasca is changing and not in necessarily good ways. Like greed is coming in. She's being like manipulated. So I'm watching people who have sat with cannabis for 20 years and worked with it. And like, they can no longer work with her. Wow. Yeah. That's so interesting. it is interesting. So spirit. And like, I can't work after sitting in plant medicine for as long as I have, I, I can't work with her. It doesn't feel good. And tobacco. Yeah. Tobacco is the most protective plant on the planet. So the very act of drawing in smoke into our lungs is one of the most primitive acts we have of trying to bring healing into the body. So if you roll tobacco cigarettes, like you'll find people that smoke excessively, they have trauma inside their bodies that they don't know how to deal with and they're trying to bring in healing or protection. So it's fascinating. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I know in Haiti, they use tobacco as a tea, a healing tea as well. Uh, they would ship the, the leaves from Haiti to uh, where I was living. And I was just fascinated by uh, every culture, you know, including my Hungarian grandmother, had some sort of ancient wisdom that they would use uh, for healing. And it's just powerful that it's coming back because people start to realize the Western medicine isn't healing us uh, the, naturally the way it should. It's, it's more about money. And people are now starting to wake up to that. Um, I want to get back on, on track, though, about helping leaders, like wake them up to this stuff, because they said 
corporate in the corporate world, only 65% of high-end executives and leaders actually want to have corporate coaching, uh, which means their ego is dropped and they want to get better at what they do and better at leading people. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about how your book really brings this holistic kind of thinking into being a leader in today's world. Well, I mean, you can't teach somebody intuition and you can't teach them to want to be compassionate or to have empathy. And like this question has boggled me for like the last five years. And I'm like, how can I help somebody understand they should want to have compassion or empathy for things, right? Like, and that that's a part. In, and if you look at the military, it's been programmed out of, and like a lot of men, it's been programmed out. And there's a lot of women too, it's not, but that's just how society's been. So I think the biggest part is like giving a shit that we have homeless people and hungry people. Like yeah. we have made a decision as a civilization that that's okay. Because I, I have a big enough community and network of people. I could probably pick five of the most incredible minds I know and stick them in a room. And I don't know how long it would take, but I bet you that they would come out with a solution. So oh. it's a matter of wanting to. So it's not even a step of everyone's like, now we have to go do this. Or, you know, it is, I, I coach a lot of men um, that are like successful that, aren't really feeling fulfilled and like they're like I think I'm going to open up my relationship and I'm like that's not the question you should be asking yourself right now is like what are you feeling that you like what is this lack of fulfillment so this whole book is designed to get people to stop looking for the answers outside of themselves and to learn how to connect into themselves clear the crystal do the things understand some more empathy and compassion and like you know I've had so many ceremonies where I stood up and I was like, what kind of world are we going to create and what kind of people do we want to become? And the dream that's been manufactured and sold to us is not a dream that's going to be sustainable for anyone, right? No, it's not. So getting like, what do we want to do now? Like if everyone has enough, like what's your enough number? Like what's enough for you to live and, you know, have retirement. But, but once that's done, like then what? Then what are we creating? Because everyone's like, you know, looking for significance or wants to have great wealth and like we got to do the work here right now and like answering the solving the questions like looking at the things that's humanity's puzzle right now is looking at these things and maybe to transcend the matrix maybe it is about you know humanity not making it and going into the next place like but like getting to the point like they're big questions right Right. Yeah, they are, big, they are big questions, but we can't take out the recycling anymore, folks. Like we have to hit yeah. this on a system scale. Well, I, I've always been the kind of person I don't trust easy. Uh, I trust people. I, I leap into relationships, but when you immediately start saying governments involved, corporations are involved, something in me goes, "Wait a minute." And I sit back and I watch everything that's going right now, and I can't believe people can't see what's going on, but they're hijacking our love for humanity and are wanting to help the planet and are wanting to care and get people out of poverty and make sure everybody's eating and people are living in a house and having decent stuff. They're hijacking that method to make money off of us and our love for humanity. And that is actually what we all have to be diligent on every single day is the fact that we all love people to come into the United States. We, no one's against immigration. No one, okay? Because this country's founded on it. No one is against, you know, cleaning up the rivers and the lakes. No one is against, you know, people getting a decent living and being able to stand up, whether you're brown, yellow, green, or blue, um, 
everybody gets a fair shot. And that's what I believe in. Mm-hmm. You have to be careful of the hucksters who are hijacking that message so they can sell you a product or offer you their solution. And all of a sudden you can't figure out why this is still going on. Well, uh, like I don't know what it feels like when you have to poop, right? Like I don't, I don't know what that feels like. We only have that experience ourselves, And like there's information lying dormant in all of us yep. that's waiting to like be exposed and it's information. And it's like how, you know, when I say to people like, I don't want to know what you know that everyone else knows. I don't care what books you've read. I don't care what conferences you've been. I don't care. Like that doesn't interest me. What interests me is what do you know that I don't know? And like <laughs> learn it, right? That's like, awesome. It is, right? Like what do you know that I don't know? And like, that's interesting to me because then I'm going to listen Right. It's like, and, and, you know, Philip Shepard's work, he's been so profound in embodiment, but like he talks about how the voice is a sense and often we need to speak before we think to learn what we feel. Right. Right. So just having an open space to say like, I have no idea what I'm about to say right now, but I'm just going to let it come out and learn something that's right. like waiting inside of me. Well, it's funny you talk about the throat chakra and the communication and getting it out there. Um, Thyroid disease at some level or another is rampant in the United States. And it's directly connected to breast cancer. They've known this for over 100 years. And I find it ironic nowadays that I I think it's, I mean, it's, it's at an epidemic level. They're not even talking about it. And that's our communication center. Right here, this throat area. How are we communicating? Are we really talking from the heart? Are we talking from the head? Uh, my business partner and I, we were on a uh, conference call with Julian Noel. Some of you who follow Awaken Nation know he's been on the show. But Elizabeth and I are sitting there, and it's our first meet and greet, really, to meet me. And I just, I'm, I'm an open book a lot of times. I'll talk about all the, the, the pimples and the, you know, tripping as a kid and doing dumb stuff. And for some reason that day, Elizabeth wanted to hide. She was just not feeling great about it. And she'll laugh about this. And Julian called her on it. It was, <laughs> it was scary. And we gave her the space to open up and talk. And that's, that's a place where we're in today. You know, my dad's generation would have looked at you and said, what the hell are you talking about? Um, but now we're in a, in a sacred place where people are allowing the space and, and supporting the space and letting people get their truth out. And I think it's a wonderful time to be alive. Oh, I, I couldn't agree more. And like, it's, you know, I, I created a business um, when I first became a coach and like, I didn't know who the hell I was. And like, so I created it on what I thought people would want. And, you know, I, I want people to get naked. Like, I want to know who you are at midnight, naked in your kitchen, eating food out of the refrigerator. Like, I want to know that you, because that's interesting. And that's like, that's real. Yeah. That's truth. And like, I don't need you to be happy every day. And, you know, I'm an entrepreneur that has really bad depression and really brutal anxiety. And like, I talk about it all the time. That's, it's, it's who I am. I'm not going to hide it, but to unravel and have like people see you naked, we need to create space. And that's really where we're at right now. And that's, you know, you know, we take off the masks, right? Speaking of naked and taking off the masks, how does everybody get a hold of you? So you can head on over to the expandedhuman.com forward slash truth. And we have a beautiful masterclass that we have designed that is really going to be talking about these topics. And um, you can join our community on Facebook at the expanded human, H-U-E-M-A-N. And we're on Instagram too. I don't really know much. It's a little bit younger than my generation. I've 
friends that do that. <laughs> we have people that do Instagram. Um, but look for the expanded human. You expanded know, human. And come on over. Yeah, and we're, we're, gonna, we're getting ready to launch something called the Inner Circle in January. It's a one-year mentorship for people to really take the leader and turn them inside out. That's awesome. Yeah. And please so buy my book. Go to the whole method. Yeah. yeah the, the whole, whole method. method. And it's coming, what, what date is it coming out? October 1st. You can buy your pre-sale book now. Mm-hmm. Oh, actually, I think this interview will happen after that. So the book will be out and available for you anywhere books are sold. It's the whole method. Please leave a review. Please Excellent. Let me know. Please reach out. Yeah. Pick up the whole method. Uh, I have a feeling uh, it's going to take you into a very deep place. Um, so let's go a little deeper. Uh, What's it like to work with you? Because I, I, I hear the plant medicine. I hear you making people face their shit. But you know, what are you doing at midnight when you're going through the refrigerator? And I'm, I do uh, whipped cream straight out of the can. Just nice. You know that? Yeah, so, that's, that's, your, that's your heroin. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I feel no guilt for it. It's just my, I don't do much of anything. So yeah. there you go. No, you can't. <laughs> we're human. We're not here to be these spiritual robotic beings that are perf- in perfection. Like, I'm human, you know? Absolutely. But um, to work with me, uh, you have to be ready. Yeah. Which means like typically people come because they've avoided like hearing the whispers, like they've been ignoring them. And life has turned it up so deeply for you that it's like intensified. So relationships aren't working. Maybe your business isn't working. Um, and we have to face some really heavy stuff. And yeah. it's your awakening. It's a, it's a shamanic awakening. So yeah, so yeah. Um, you got to show up and be super real. You get to show up and be super real. It's a place there's like I have, there's the only thing I really haven't done on the earth is kill a person. Like I, I have sat in the deepest of bad decisions. I've made up them all. So there's, it's a really safe place not to have judgment and to learn how to have connection with somebody else, share your truth without judgment. And then we usually add, um, you know, a a day of mushrooms in or combo in mushrooms or we'll go in or something, but just to kind of like, push us over. So yeah, it's, um, yeah. it's a beautiful process, but you know, in all honesty, I don't have people lining up to work with me. Like the right people come in when they come in, but um, you're facing, you're facing yourself, right? I feel the exact same way about my own business and my life. People will show up who are ready for this experience because yeah, um, yeah it, it, it's very powerful. And, and I don't like when people are full of it. I have a potential client right now and uh Elizabeth and I are sitting there looking at this. It's like, this is going to be rough because he hasn't faced anything. (laughs) It's going to be a tough Mm -hmm. road. Uh, A lot of it's going to be us coaching him through stuff that he hasn't dealt with yet. And he's older than us. Uh, So this is, this is interesting how people got this far in life without, you know, dealing with their stuff, dealing with their, their crap. Yeah. Well, the quickening, I mean, it was like, what, 12, 12, 12 is really when all of this, like the universe is like, all right, you know, the end of the Mayan calendar, all the things like, it's like, it's time. And, you know, my dad's 80. Um, My dad's a badass, but my dad's 80. And we just went to Machu Picchu and he hiked in Chipunku at 80, which I'm so proud of that. But he's waking up. Yeah. He's waking up and um, had never done a psychedelic in his life and microdoses psilocybin and pairs it with lion's mane because it's great for clarity and focus. So I love, I love this. Your dad's like, yeah, I'm, I'm not going out like no. a weekly. I'm doing it all. Yeah. It doesn't really affect him. It's weird. Like it really affects me, but he's like, I don't really feel any difference. But then he'll break through with this. Like I have this really interesting story for like an idea for like a psychedelic or like a, a fictional story. Let me share it with you. I'm like, maybe we should start a blog or something, but 
yeah, it's just, it's fascinating. Like when people wake up and they finally catch on to chemtrails and like, he's argued with me for years about him. And now he's like, don't go outside today. They're chemtrailing us or wear a mask or, you know, he's just. See, yeah. You know, it, 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 that always cracks me up when people say it's just condensation. Oh, really genius. And then how come when you, uh, when you start your car, you have to open the garage door, huh? You think that's right. just. That's water vapor coming out. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, when they make a perfect grid pattern over my house, I'm like, you know, tic tac like toe in the sky. Yeah. It's like, I always say tic tac toe when I walk out, and uh, there are people who are posting beautiful sunsets with these swiggly rainbow colors, and I'm like, you know, that's chemtrails. <laughs> They're like, no, I don't want any negativity on my wall. Oh, please don't. Yeah. Yeah. That's. I'm so not interested in that conversation. Yeah. I'm, if like, I'm going to ruin your vibe, then I should not be in your space because yeah. I'm going to ruin your vibe. <laughs> what was it in a Kung Fu Panda? They said there is no such thing as good news or bad news. Yeah. Just, just news. Goes, it's, yeah. Well, it's just, yeah. It's, there's no depression or happy days. It's just simply a day. And like Bernard yeah. always says, um, there's, there's, no, there's no right or wrong or good or bad. It's just balance or imbalance. Which really feels, you know, I like yeah. I like that when it feels good. Yeah, because yeah. if you sit down with almost every criminal, they have a reason why they did it, and they justify that reason because there's no, it's just that's all I I could do, period. And they well, don't. Feel I've bad been a criminal. It. I mean, I've done a lot of bad things um, in my life, things that have been deemed as really hard. Like I did not listen to the lessons, and like really was just trying to. So I, I know that mind. I mean, we all have the potential today to go out and do something really awful. That's within us all, hell and hell, and it's all inside of us, right? So, you know, to know that it's just like when you love something and you take in that breath and you're like, oh my God, like I love this person so much. And then, and then very next second, you're like, but one day I could lose them. And then you feel the pain of loss, right? Like that's love. It's yeah. both. It's not one. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. So, what you're saying is you're like an earthbound guardians of the galaxy. That's what yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's very interesting. Very interesting <laughs> right? yeah. So let's, I always remember at the end of the movie where, where they're saying their, their records have been sponged. And then the raccoon looks up and he's like, so if I want to take something that someone else has and, and I want it more than them, well, that's stealing. That's against the law. But what if I want it more than them? <laughs> it just makes me crack up. You know, it's like, um, that is a little bit of the human condition, but I will say this as a spiritual soul trapped inside that body, um, you chose to vibrationally raise up into a consciousness of saying, okay, if I do this, I'm going to pay for it in this way. And you begin to understand there are these invisible laws of the universe that we kind of have to obey. And we all have run into these invisible laws. Uh, one of them that I always point out, uh, my, Norma, my ex-wife, we had, we lived in, a, in Manhattan and our neighbor bought a dog and he was a, a Rhodesian Ridgeback. And as a puppy, they get very big. And this dog, after a year, still didn't calm down. He was just so filled with joy all the time. And she looked at me, she goes, when is this dog going to stop doing that? And I said, life always has a way because you cannot be in pure joy in this world without getting slammed with something else. And she just looked at me and she goes, you're so right. I think it was a week or two later that dog got injured mm. and that dog calmed down immediately. And those are invisible rules, laws that we kind of learn on our own, you know, without our parents telling us that these are happening. Right. And so uh, you do too much this way, you get hit in the teeth that way. 
you you try to have a big ego one day, man, you'll get knocked on your ass. Oh, every time um, you think you know humility, then humility comes back. It's like, oh, remember me? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's true. Uh, if you steal and you haven't made the connection that you have lack in life, then you aren't getting the lessons. And these lessons are invisible. And those who are wise kind of go, wait a minute, that's a pattern. <laughs> that's happening over and over again. Yep. Maybe I should change. <laughs> what I'm doing. Right. Well, I was a meth addict for four and a half years. I did meth every single day for four and a half years. So wow. yeah, right. Like How'd I you get out of that. What was the strength? Yeah, I had a divine. Oh, I, my, I mean, the fact that I'm here and the fact that I have a face and the fact that I had the wherewithal to floss and take care of my teeth the whole time, which was really interesting, but I was, I was not in good shape. I have a lot of scarring around my neck from being like a a tweaker pick you know picking and like the fact that i still have fat in my face and like the things it's very interesting but um it was divine what was happening and for me to sit in that level of shit and to betray myself so much trying to find love and all of the horrible things that i did in that time which would really be enough to stop a person from ever trying to be public with anything right like i mean i have made the bad decisions in my life but um one night in a hotel room I had been asked to leave where I had lived and it was with my wiener dog and um, I didn't have enough money to drive home to my family. They'd been waiting for me to come home, but I I did not want to come home. And um, I was very overweight because that's what happens after long-term use is because my body was creating so much cortisol. And I screamed into a mirror for God to help me. Now I grew up with a father who was agnostic and never understanding faith. Like when tried to go to church, tried, but like, it's funny because they call me a spiritual coach now, but like, I've only really been connected to the divine that I, that I felt it for like seven years. So um, I screamed into a mirror for God to help me. And I was pretty much at that moment, like I was spraying the door handle, very paranoid, very, you know, with pepper spray and stuff. So I went to bed that night and the next morning I woke up and something was different. And um, I looked around the room and I felt like this oneness and this faith, like never. And yeah. And then I looked over at my meth pipe and my bag of meth. Uh, sitting on the and I was like I I got and then I got up and I had all this information coming through me so I journaled and journaled and journaled and then I threw on my shoes and I walked across the street to a gas station and I threw my drugs in a garbage can and as I walked away this woman said change makes sense wow so then I get back to the hotel and I'm like shit like I haven't been without meth for four and a half years I don't have enough money and I only had like a quarter of tank of gas and my family was like 200 miles away which never gonna make it and I was like distraught I can't go back to the garbage can and dig myself out can't do that like I still had enough pride then and so I went inside and I opened up that journal and everything I needed was right there like what to do and the next step and so I got in my car and with my wiener dog and somehow we made a home that's incredible. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Look at the joy in your face right now. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's still like a miracle. And like my father being agnostic, he's like, I can't, I can't deny what just happened for you. That's incredible. So it, yeah. So it, I was able to stop doing meth and then slept for weeks, but you know, I, I went and got counseling and support and stuff. And then obviously I worked a lot with plant medicine after, but um, the part about that is, is I believe I signed some contract or some agreement to come into this life and do it because typically they say, once you do meth, you can't get rid of the demons. So, right. right it, they're like, it's like the worst demon. Even when people do, um, Ibogaine, 
like you typically can't go to the demons. And I worked with this amazing psychic and um, she's a, she's a blind sage in Canada. And she's like, you don't have any meth demons. She's like, you drummed wow. and you chanted so much last lifetime preparing for this lifetime. And whether that's true or not, I, I don't really know, but I was able to do things that a lot of people couldn't do. You know, you mentioned that, and now I realize what I was seeing when I finally got you on camera uh, on the show. Uh, you don't have that entity, that energy of a meth addict. And I've been around recovered meth addicts, and they all have that thing there. Crackheads, too. I started to call it no, that. No, I'll, I'll, someone, I'll, someone who's been on crack um, for years, even though they're off and they're, they're being diligent about you know, keeping their bodies pure, they still have that energy right there. Uh, homeless people too. So I've met people who they're making good money, a hundred thousand a year, but they were homeless at one time. And the energy's still there. You don't have that energy. That's interesting. I've done a lot of work to not yeah, have you, that energy. Yeah. You have. And everything is energy, ladies and gentlemen, those of you who are listening. Um, energy whether it's being influenced by and then maybe this will sound weird to people, but um, Entities that are still hanging out with you, uh, negative psychic bombardment, black magic, those are very real things. It, once yeah. you enter this world, you'll know it. I know people who've made a million, lost it overnight, can't figure out why, were never able to make another dollar again, struggling constantly, and it all turned out to be jealous people sending them negative, negative right. vibes. And some of those people were the closest people to them. If I may touch on something I think is super important, and I don't know how much time we have. I mean, I imagine we could talk all day, but um, yeah. there's a lot of people out there practicing magic and like getting into Wiccan and like yeah. even affirmations. Like these are spells. Yeah. If you think about it, when we write, it's called spelling yeah. for a reason. So, yeah. you know, even they've done all the research where it's like, you know, they can give a plant bad energy and give a plant good energy. But like we're, we're working with a lot of magic and people are like, Oh no, it's white magic. No, yeah. it's not. you have, yeah. we have no idea what we're doing out there with magic casting and rituals and all of the things. Yeah, it's very true. I don't, I don't touch it. Um, simply because I, uh, in this lifetime, for some reason I had the opposite of you. I felt God's presence from an early age, even before I knew what that word was. Um, so I, I, I knew there were things that you don't dabble with, you don't cross into. And even good things that people said, well, this is Christianity and this is love and this is light. And I could see immediately that's magic. Right. Uh, exactly. and, it's play, and it's playing around with magic. Uh, so I'm not in, you know, I just don't go down those roads. Uh, but yeah, we're going to wrap up the show right now. How do we get a hold of you once again? Yes, the expanded. So come join us. Come join the mission. Come be with us and join our masterclass. Tonight we're, we're talking about sex and relationships and open relationships and what men want. Next week we're talking to women about it and we're doing groups. It's going to be, it's just, we're trying to create crazy, edgy, interesting content. So please come yeah. join us at the expanded.com forward slash tooth. And human is H U E M A N. I made it as difficult as I possibly could. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> the expanded Hugh, H-U-E-M-A-N, human.com forward slash truth. And you can Powerful. Yeah, it is. You can follow me on my Facebook page, um, Rhonda Smith. And I think you can find me at Rhonda Smith 326. I probably do more interesting things there. I might not accept your friend's request just because I, I need to know you a little bit before we're friends that way. But you can always exactly. follow me. That was crazy. <clears throat> too. So I'm going to ask you 
one question before we go okay. to get to know you better. Well, maybe two. We'll see. What's your favorite music? Oh, that's like? interesting. Um, I really, I enjoy house music. Love the dance. Um, I pretty much like everything. I mean, my first tape at five was The Who. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Was The Who. I mean, I have Oh, movies. yeah. So, and then The Police and like, so I, I love, me too. I, I pretty much love all music. I'm just not a really big fan of country. Yeah, me neither. Uh, Bob O'Reilly gets you going, <laughs> doesn't it? The drums come in. I'm like, yeah, love that stuff. What's your favorite? What's your favorite food, by the way? My favorite food. So this is going to sound crazy, but like a real like delicious treat is, which I don't have very often, which would be like an almond butter sandwich with a slice of red onion on top. Wow. Yeah, so peanut, <laughs> peanut butter and onion is the sandwich, but now it's migrated to almond butter. But almond, if I could only have one food for the rest of my life, it would probably be almond butter. Oh my God. That's like, that's like I've never heard an answer so off the beaten path. Yeah. That is so cool. Well, and it's a little <laughs> mind-blowing, but I do recommend you try it before you, you, know, you let go. You knock it. Yeah, I'm trying to get my nephew to try pineapple and ham on a pizza. He just looks at me like he wants to stab me. I said, you didn't eat ham, so don't eat ham. We well, pork off the pork. I listen, yeah. I, I eat meat now. But like I was a vegetarian, but like pork, what's happening to pigs is just, it's just. Yeah, that is bad. But uh, pineapple on a pizza all day long. I know it's it, because here's what it does, folks. If you've never tried it and, and the almond butter and the onion is like this, there are certain culinary things that make our brain go. Uh, it loves it, but it doesn't sound like in a combination it would be very good. But our brain freaks out. And it's the same one that makes us go gaga when we have pretzels dipped in chocolate you know so chocolate covered pretzels is a very good uh sign uh or you know it'll show you how our brain works when we're we're uh, confronted with two culinary opposites and it becomes something delicious i recommend something for you uh make mashed potatoes and sweet mashed potatoes and keep them separate and take a little bit on each fork and put it in your mouth at the same time it's a culinary thing that the I'm, French do all the time. It's I'm amazing. making Thanksgiving this year, so I will make both of those dishes. And I please encourage everybody to eat organic. Grow your own food. Yes, 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 yes. 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 Thank you so much for being on Awakened Nation, Thank Rhonda. Thank you so much for having me. So, so fun. So good. You, you bet. I have a feeling you're going to be on again. So I have thank you so much. <laughs> have goody, a good goody. day. You too now. Thank you so much for being a big part of the Awakened Nation movement. This is how you can help me and our extraordinary guests. If you guys enjoyed this episode, please share it out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And let's grow this movement by word of mouth. Our success will be because of you. Thank you, and see you next week.